This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With you this week is Anthony Gallegos. Hello. Andrew Goldfarb is here. Follow SF Supco on Twitter. And Justin Davis is hey, here. Hey, guys. You, you, re- you got them to break, didn't you, I Andrew? Did. Yeah, they, Finally, they, 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 they sent me a $50 gift card for free soup. <laughs> Soup's on me next week, boys. <laughs> they sent it to you? or you? Like... Uh, it's on its way, yeah. It hasn't arrived yet. Interesting. They allegedly They're just down the, the street. Mail. They don't have to mail anything to you. you know? Well, it's like their corporate office is somewhere else. I had a dream last night. As a matter of fact, this is no joke. You just reminded me of it. That Andrew got asked to start uh, to move back to New York City and start New York Soup Co. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and be really? the, the person the in charge of New York Soup Co. <laughs> that's that's wow. the dream. That would be amazing. So. That's way better than my dreams. Are usually, just like my teeth falling out and stuff. Like <laughs> I have those dreams too, yeah. but this one specifically, Andrew was like, "I'm leaving IGN to start New York Soup Co." <laughs> It's my calling. And you know, if, if your teeth fell out, you could still have soup. So it would work out really well. Oh, God true. damn it. There you go. Uh, okay, I'm going to put something out there. Okay. Uh, in the past, I think, uh, you know, Sony has, has occasionally mm, tried to copy the success of Nintendo, let's say with the PlayStation Move. But I think this is the year that they just go balls out. That it's like, fuck it. Yeah. We want to do what Nintendo does. It's true. They, they want, want to be able to have franchises that they can drop in every console generation. Everyone's like, I'm buying a PlayStation yeah. because I want to play the next little big planet. And they want to they yeah. want to lose only $300 million instead of, like, what did they lose? Like a billion dollars last quarter? Was yeah. that much? Well, I mean, uh, it's Ninten- just Nintendo that, operated a $500 million loss. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, oh, they don't want to lose a billion dollars anymore. They only yeah, want to lose okay. half that much. So let's well, be like Nintendo. The funny thing with Sony, too, is that, like, you know, they've never found, like, their Mario. And the interesting thing is that, like... Like at this point, they like they have these like I you know I was talking to a PR guy from Sony about this like they don't 
you know, their Kratos and their Nathan Drake are, like, mature characters, and so they're not marketing to everybody, you know? And so it's like they have Sackboy, but I don't think he's really caught on to that degree yet, where Sony no, has, like, not... this family-friendly image, yeah. you know? So, first of all, we speak, of course, about PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, yeah. right? Which is Sony's uh, blatant clone of Smash Brothers. Yeah, and so yeah. There's, there's, there's factions around the office, by the way. Some are really pushing Brawl Stars as uh, the I like short that. End. I actually like that. I like uh, Sony Smash Brothers. And Brawl but, Stars works so much better. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. The brand Sony doesn't need to be in there. It's not called Nintendo Super Smash Brothers. It's right. called Super Smash yeah. Brothers. Okay. Well, and it's That's also, true. like, Colin pointed out that PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale sounds like the sequel to PlayStation All Stars. Like, it should have just been called PlayStation All Stars. Yeah, I don't understand the. Yeah, I agree. Now, you checked it out. Were you able to play it? Yeah, yeah. We played it uh, for a long time, actually. We played all the stages and tried out all the characters and stuff. Um, so let's get this out there. You guys liked it a lot. Yeah, it's unbelievably fun. I mean, <laughs> that, that is my the quote. quote on the site. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. kind of a blast. I mean, it, kind of it would have been, been more surprising if it wasn't fun. Right? Yeah, right? Kind sure. of a blast and unbelievably yeah. fun. Or to me, I mean, very... that doesn't sound like a, like a, a surefire hit. Like, let, let, hey, let's copy... Uh, Super Smash Brothers with a bunch of less cool characters. If you're going to take Super Smash Brothers, though, and offer me a Super Smash Brothers game with different characters with different powers I can now learn on different stages, it's basically giving people more Smash Brothers. It may be different characters that you don't care about as much as Nintendo characters, but, like, honestly, I don't give a shit about half the characters in Super Smash Smash Brothers either, but I like to see them because they have different abilities, and that's Mm kind of cool. For sure. It's like the Ice Climbers. Yeah, they're badass in the game, but, like, who's like, yes, those, that's what I I was waiting for. I am. I'm one of the guys that, like, yes, the Ice Climbers in the game. Or, like, Mewtwo, or, like, you know, there's just a lot of things, and I'm like, I don't care about that, but, again, seeing them is cool, like, yeah. That's what's so cool, though, about, like, like I agree, like, some people aren't going to care about some of these characters, but, like, someone like Parappa, like, or Parappa. Parappa's right? pretty awesome. Yeah, like, he hasn't been in the game in so long that it's, like, it's cool they seeing a character like that. But at the same time, like, how many kids are buying that game right now who have never seen that well, character? Well, there's that, too. Yeah, yeah, like, like, they, like, other characters are just like, that guy from Killzone. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the reason yeah. Nintendo has such a distinct advantage over Sony with their mascots is because uh, the generation now that is most likely to buy video games and now has money to do that are were children when Nintendo created yeah. that that character that's true. and that's not the truth like maybe in 20 years like and they're starting be to get like, there. it's just like parents introducing Star Wars to their kids like parents are like no Zelda's the shit like you got to yeah. get you got to I into played this. Mario and now you can too yeah yeah, yeah. So I want them, I want I hope Sony digs as deep as Nintendo does, like into yeah. their lore and into their like well, what, I want I want what Chop Chop it? I want Chop Chop Master Onion. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, so that's one part. One of the cool things about Smash Brothers is that there are so many characters, right? right. Yeah. They, and even if they're not playable, like the items and the stages and the weird yeah. Pokeballs and just all the crazy but they, stuff. they even rip that off. Like, what's cool about this game is, like, in Smash Brothers, you'll fight in, like, Hyrule Castle or whatever, and you're like, oh, you know, this came from Zelda. In um, Battle Royale, they mix two franchises. So, like, the stage you're fighting on, you're in Hades from God of War, but suddenly a Patapon comes in, and then suddenly a hundred Patapon come in, and Hades, instead of mashing on the stage, is suddenly just like, fuck you, Patapon, and he's, like, pushing yep. them out of the way, and, like, music starts playing. Like, it's really cool, because rather than just having, you know, Kratos beat the shit out of Parappa, you also have, like, a combination in the background yeah. and in the stages. It, it also seems like uh, the Sony All-Stars game, at least from the trailer, uh, you know, like in Smash Brothers, you have like the F Zero level, and in that level, the level will try and kill you. Yeah. But it seems like every level in the Sony in the Sony game tries to kill you in some way. There's yeah. environmental danger. Or, or, so e- I, whether either it's killing you or it's helping you. Like sometimes, like uh, in Hot Shots Golf, like items or, or uh, golf balls. That looks fall really down, cool. And they turn into AP, and you can collect that AP to to get a faster super and stuff. So one of the things that I don't understand, or maybe don't like about this game, based on what I've seen so far, I haven't played it. Is uh, I really, really like that Smash Brothers is ring outs. 
instead yeah. of just a health bar. And it seems like this game's not like that. Yeah, right? it, like, how exactly does health work in it? Because I don't think. See, that's the really interesting thing. Like, I think they were still working on the the HUD and like the, what the display will be because that bar that you see at Heads the bottom isn't display. a health bar. It's a yeah, thank you. It's um, not the health bar. It's the it's your like, it's special super, bar. Exactly. Okay, so what's the health bar? Exactly. Like you, you you don't have one on screen necessarily, and that's what's interesting to me. Like I don't know. It wasn't really clear to me if they're going to be adding in some kind of like percentage or health. I or mean, how else do you tell? Red. How else do you tell how damaged you are? You don't because that's the thing. You're not really accumulating damage. It's more that like you're um, when you get your super attacks, you just like knock someone completely off the screen. They have to respawn, and that gives you one point kind of thing. Like you're not really necessarily like building up damage so much as building up your AP so that you can perform a super that will wipe someone off the screen. So you're not losing points, you're gaining points. So right. they, well, if you die, them. you also lose a point. So, the so only, you can end the match with like negative two points. Or so the only way to wipe someone out is with the super. Um, no, I mean, I, I think you can also... So I we're, we're not sure. I mean, it's, like, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's like, it's really weird because while we were playing it, it's so frantic and so crazy that, yeah, like that was my question afterwards. It's like, like, okay, I just killed Colin with that princess, but like why you know like what does that mean for like what we're going to see from like more characters and more worlds and stuff? just copy that from smash brothers 2 put a big old percentage, percentage. Exactly. Yeah, percentage would make it easier or just a, a very visible health bar would make it easier too Jesus. yeah i mean i you know when i heard about this i was very sort of skeptical and i'm like oh mm-hmm. you know sony doesn't have the the brands and the licenses with sort of the cultural you know they're just not as important to me but then once i started seeing it I'm like, yeah, I'm totally on board. Like, Patapon's <laughs> awesome. Hot Shots Golf seems like the most generic thing in the world, but, like, I love Hot Shots Golf, and I like the music, and I like all the rest of it. And so. it was cool, too, like, Buzz, like, on the little big planet level, these platforms appear, and then Buzz comes in, and he asks you a question. Yeah, and that's awesome. And there's four answers, and they're on separate platforms, and you have to get to the platform with the right answer, and so everyone's huddled up on it, but you're fighting each other, and you can push somebody off. Yeah. And if when time runs out, if they're not on that platform, like, they'll get hurt. Yeah, it's kind of cool. That's there's really creative cool. stuff. These all sound good. Uh... I, I, I'm very pleasantly surprised with the game. So it looks, what, it looks I mean, really cool. So how do you... Um, like, it just seems like the Wii, it's nice and easy to have four Wiimotes all on and synced up. The PlayStation doesn't seem to be... Like, is this... Do we know that this is going to be a retail release and it's going to oh, yeah, come out? Definitely and, definitely retail. And it's definitely in 2012. And okay. yeah, you're just using the DualShock. Like, I don't think it has move support or anything crazy like that. Who okay. has four DualShocks? Exactly. That's yeah, what that's I was going to say. Is, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's online also. It's not like, a... Yeah. Like, you don't have to play it couch co-op. You can... Should they not make a four-player game? Because no, nobody of course hasn't. they should. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I think this game looks really cool, but I bet you it doesn't sell a million copies. I mean, I think, I think, I, yeah, I, I think it could sell really well. DualShocks are expensive, especially because uh, they don't have batteries, and once they, the the charge is gone, you have to throw them away. Yeah, that's true. Do you remember, remember this? The the really the the tech reporter who wrote that several years ago that she didn't understand that you could recharge the, the controller. <laughs> No, but that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> that that, that well, really happened. It's very expensive. For... Forty dollars, and then you just pitch it. So you've seen six characters so far. Yes, it was uh, Parappa, Kratos, uh, Colonel Radic, uh, Fat Princess. Who am I forgetting? Sly Cooper, and what am I? What? Are I, oh, Sweet Tooth. What a weird choice from Killzone franchise. Yeah. A guy that's only in one of the games. Yeah, we have so we've got footage up on the site now, yep. and uh, we've got a great video with you and Colin talks, talking about the game with footage. But I don't, unfortunately, the footage that Sony gave us, I don't think there's any Parappa in there. No. in that B-roll, which is too bad. Mm. I love Parappa. 
I think there is. I think the, so. I think we have some more. I think there's a uh, gameplay clips from each level that we're putting up as we're Punch. recording this it's podcast. It's all in the mind. It's true. Yeah. Does well, he when, does when he say what he's doing? When he does Jim everything Jim in there. Uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. When you, when you choose him, he just goes, "You got to believe," and he has all his little catchphrases. And like one of his moves is that he holds up a boombox and stuff. He's so we. So awesome. I mean, it's obvious. Even though they're, you know, they were only showing these six characters. Like obviously, we're going to see Jack and Daxter. We're pr- of course we, we don't know that. I mean, we don't. Well, have that, you, yeah. you have to. But, yeah. Well, I mean, and you're going to see Sackboy. You're going to see Nathan Drake. Like, how could they not put those? Uh, you know, Rat- Ratchet and Clank. Like. Yeah. I'm sure they've got a big reveal planned for Nathan Drake yeah. later yeah. on this year, leading course, up closer to launch. Yeah, and, and they also confirmed um, third-party characters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's really interesting thinking about who that could be, too. So, Snake is in Smash Brothers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid you know, came up on the PlayStation. You, ha- you have to imagine, is he not going to be in there? Yeah, that'd be very weird. That's actually really cool. I like, you know, I like, there was a couple third-party characters in Smash Brothers, but it was still like a Mario thing. Like, if we could have a proper, like, cross-universe video game franchise that just had all different characters from all yeah. these different franchises, like... You're gonna see an Assassin's Creed guy in there, and you're probably gonna see, a, like, lightning from Final Fantasy. So that's Fantasy. when it starts like, to get super interesting. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, that could be really, really cool. I want, I want Cloud. Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so great. <laughs> Yeah, just talking about it. I'm getting more and more excited. Exactly, and that was the thing. Like it, it, it you know, it, it's a cliche, but it, it's like a love letter to PlayStation fans. Like, and, and that's really cool because it, it's clearly a ripoff of Smash Brothers. But you know, it's not like they were ever going to put Sony characters in Smash Brothers. Like, how else could Sony character or Sony players yeah. have that experience? So. And we, you know, I think Super Smash Brothers is still the most played game at the IGN office. Almost every single night, there's a sort of core group of guys that always get together and play some Smash. That's so. true. Yeah, that's true. Now it's going to be like uh, they play it at Charles's desk, which is you know right across from Greg's desk. So now it'll be cool if we have two tournaments going on at once. It's nice to get that st- type of game in HD too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Even though they play it every day, every time I walk by it, it's kind of like, Ugh. yeah. It yeah. was just—it was so cool. Like sitting down with four people playing this reminded me of sitting down with four people playing Smash Brothers in the dorms, like my freshman year. Like this just yeah. was awesome. Take you back to your youth. Yeah. Yep. So PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, really bad title, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Title uh, fight was so much better. Uh, that's not the only Nintendo-ish thing that that Sony has planned for this year. They also have a kart racer, right? With yeah, little big planet, little karting. big planet karting a while yeah. back. Yeah, and it's like we haven't seen much of it, but like, yeah, I mean that that could just you know you you expect because it's from United Front, it'll probably be more like Mod Nation than Mario Kart. But um, yeah, that 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 is a good point. That that's like two the same team games. that made Mod Nation. Yeah, it's United okay. Front. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm on board. Yeah, this fall, right? Um, or this, uh, or this, we imagine yeah, it'll be like big, 2012. Yeah. Big you know, holiday, really. This is kind of random, but speaking of Sony Carters, uh, Crash Crash Nitro Kart on the PS1 mm. is probably better than Mario Kart. It's probably my favorite kart karting game I've ever played. You're the, you're not the only person I've ever heard say that. Really? Really? Yeah. Good. Oh man, I thought I was really going out on a limb, I and you guys are going to be like, it. I never played I, it. I never played it. Crash mm. Nitro Kart was it might be one of the last games I ever like hundred percented. Like I did every single thing that there was to do in that game, all the time trials, all the bonus stuff. I never liked the character Crash Bandicoot. No, me neither. I, he's not really a character. He's just kind of dumb. He's like it was he was so, Sony's mascot for a long time. Was he, was, a, he was in all the commercials. It was a really blatantly '90s obvious attempt to like be edgier than Mario. Like it was. It just seemed yeah, it was like, like it a was, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it was yeah. designed by a marketing committee. It's, just, it it's so weird that like Crash and Spyro were like such PlayStation characters, and now they're just like oh, Spyro's got to be in uh, yeah All Stars Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah Spyro's cool. back now though. He's bigger than ever. But but he's not because he's not Is in, he? like bigger than ever. So here's yeah, the thing: the Skylanders. Skylanders. But Skylanders, he's barely in. But and it's then Skylanders, they took his name it's not out of Spyro. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like the sequel doesn't have Spyro in it. Like still counts, man. <laughs> I don't know. Put it in the win category. Yeah, it's like it's like Hulk in the Avengers. 
So you'd say Hulk is b- bigger than ever now? Yeah. I've Even heard, when he had his own movies? I've, I've heard The Avengers <laughs> described as the best Hulk movie yet. Well, that's because mm. the others weren't that great. But we're seeing yeah, it I was going to say Thursday. it's aiming very, very yeah. low. I'm excited for The Avengers. I saw my. Yeah, hearing good things. Wait, it, you realize it's out internationally yeah. already? Oh, but it's not in the U.S.? No. And that's ba- weird. And Battleship has been out for weeks internationally. Yeah. What's up with that? I'm just saying like. So they saw Captain America before we did? Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that speaks to how important international markets are have become for movies. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? I mean, even you know, like something like like big blockbuster movies, they make so much money overseas. And they well, those already audiences, U.S. audiences are getting a little bit more sophisticated when it comes to going to the movies. Like movies like Prince of Persia, you know, it, you, it's not guaranteed that those movies are going to make crazy money anymore. If they're or not yet. that great. Look at John Carter, right? You're like yeah. John Carter. But here's the thing: like those movies still make crazy dough internationally that yeah. they might not make in the U.S. anymore. So movies like John Carter and uh, and Prince of Persia is the one that really jumps out to me, where it was sort of meh or in like the, US. Uh, the, la- the latest uh, parts of the caribbean yeah yeah like those movies could you find anybody you know who who would say they they enjoyed that movie and yet what a phenomenal you know financial success it was yeah Yeah. same thing with avatar like it was still making money like even when it was out of theaters in the u.s you would hear like oh it made like another you know 20 million dollars this weekend in china or whatever it just opened in like indonesia yeah exactly like it just yeah I think it's crazy. Battleship and Avengers are open. That makes me kind of elsewhere. that makes me upset. Yeah. Well, it's also like we can't go see it. Those two movies in particular are funny because they're like the opposite ends of the spectrum. Like Avengers is getting these amazing reviews, and Battleship is like slowly tanking. Right, but they are sort of like gung ho patriotic American movies. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. It's true. So I don't know. I'm just flying to Brazil to see Avengers this weekend. <laughs> Most expensive movie ticket ever. I'll, uh, Avengers got four to five from IGN. Four point five out of five. Let's check in with the listeners. Hi, listeners. Thank you. Uh, Mike Brody is uh, one of uh, IGN Superfan. He does a lot of artwork uh, uh, for the for that, Nintendo folks. He's Panda? Like, is that that no, that's no, not no, Panda no, Musk. Different guy. This is another Panda guy. Musk, yeah. He does a lot of like artwork for, specifically for the Nintendo guys. Got it. Uh, but finally, he, he finally... Uh, you finally got smart. He finally did some stuff for me, which I really appreciate here. I like his rendition of me with uh, Jackie Brown here. Oh, wow. Yeah, this that's is... amazing. Uh, he's... Uh, I think he goes by Michael Robot on the. Yes, game. he does. Yep, I think it's Michael Robot thirteen. I yeah, that's his uh, my IGN user. Yeah, if only pa- if only Jackie Brown was big enough, you could ride her like a giant fucking panther cat and, uh, and let <laughs> her come to the office every day on Jackie Brown. Let and be like a DJ duo with her. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. Are you gonna, can you get permission to use this as an album cover? Uh, maybe I don't know. I'm, that's really cool. Or at least a flyer cover for your next DJ. Yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be really cool. Uh, very nice work, Michael Robot. Uh, this is Joe. This is Joe. Hey, Joe. <clears throat> he says, hello, everyone. I'm 15. I'm from the UK. A few, a few podcasts back, you mentioned a teenager wanted to learn about gaming culture. As I am a massive gamer, I felt compelled to do so as well. But I've started a YouTube channel, and I was wondering what to do on this channel. As I was scrolling to the <laughs> IGN lists of all things gaming related, I found the 100 top 10 games of all time. What, is, what do you think the 100 top 10 <laughs> games of all time are? So I decided to make a top 100 guide on my channel. With 10-minute videos for each game. Therefore, getting my channel off to a start, but still learning about gaming culture. Here's my question, though. Some of the older games are on consoles I do not own. Would it be wrong to download these games on some sort of emulator? After I'm done with the game, I would delete and all the newer newer games I own anyway. Would this still be wrong and pirating? 
If there's no way to buy them in a way that you can support the developer, I do not have as big of a problem with that myself. I, I, I say yes. I, agree. I say yes, it's still wrong, and it's pirate, really? piracy. Yeah. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand. So, the, take the YouTube channel out of it. Okay. Forget what he's using it for, because that's irrelevant. The What's relevant is that he's pirating games. Like. So, if he wants to play um, an NES game yeah. that isn't available on the Virtual Console... He should just not play it? Yeah, well, I mean, what's the, is it illegal? Yes, absolutely. Is it morally wrong? Like, that's different. Well, that's, I mean, that's, 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 that's yeah. what I was going off of. Not, not is it legal. It's, of course, it's not legal. But, yeah. And technically, I would never tell you to do anything illegal, but I guess that's what I just did. I'm just saying that if it was me, like, I don't have any problem with playing ROMs when I know I can't support that developer outright that's the anymore. Thing. The alternative is buying it on eBay, and it's not like the developer gets money from that. Like, no. Yeah. I mean, I've done stuff like that, too. I, I, before I came to iGen, then I got too busy and stopped, but I was blogging my way through all the Final Fantasy games games chronologically mm-hmm. <laughs> but the only way so final fantasy 2 and 3 have been translated into english but not the nes versions only the remade versions but there's fan there's fans that took final fantasy 2 and 3 uh you know the, the on the nes mm-hmm. and then translated them into english and it's the nes version and so i had no choice but to do those which is technically illegal um and then that makes me sound very similar to joe where it's like i'm just kind of justifying my my not giving square enix money but uh you know Y'all kind of do what you want to, you got to do. I don't know. I, I tend to think emulators are very, a wonderful, very positive thing that allow us to celebrate and enjoy, you know, games long after they're not available anymore. Mm-hmm. Specifically, like with MAME and arcade games, like they're just that's true. thousands of arcade games that we, they're just gone. They're like, like lost. Yeah. I'm know? a huge fan of MAME for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess, guess, I guess I'm being a little contradictory here, aren't I? Yes. Well, but, the, I, but the issue with those arcade games is there's literally no way to play them. Like right. you can't, you can't, well, they're gone, gone. Whereas a game on the NES, like you could. It just depends on how much. Right. Like what you're saying is the barrier is too high, so then emulation becomes yeah. okay. Or, well, the bar- like, or it has nothing to do with the barriers to me as much as can you, is there a way to do it where you're supporting the company that made it mm-hmm. and not just putting pocket in the hands of some private citizen? Like the, to me, then it doesn't really, that yeah, doesn't really it's matter. Like if, if he's populating his list with things that are available in the virtual console, he should be buying them on the virtual console. It's like, yeah, it, I agree it, with that. It more comes up if it's stuff like really obscure things. But so like, more, let's say it's a more obscure game. You buy an NES, you hunt down this obscure game on eBay. There's yeah. no guarantee that game's even going to play and work. Yeah. You know? yeah, and I think I said it didn't matter what you were using it for, but it does matter what you're using it for because if he's trying to do it for work, if he's trying to do it on YouTube, um, he can't. You know, if he's going to download Metroid on the Virtual Console, like it's hard for him to get that footage off his Wii. Like if he's trying to start his, if he's trying to start up a YouTube true, channel, it's That's nice and easy for him to record when he's playing on an emulator and, true, and share that with, you know, hopefully building up a, a base of viewers. That's true too. So, I yeah. don't know. Maybe you guys have convinced me. Yeah, I mean, I, I just. Uh... I, I've recently actually, like, I'm part, I contributed to the Double Fine Kickstarter. And, like, as part of that in their forums, they're like, hey, if you guys want to play uh, Day of the Tentacle, here's a download link, mm-hmm. and here's an emulator that will play it. Like, you know, they're yeah. just, like, cool with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that game's not sold on any, any There's no way right to now. get yeah, them anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So. If you want to be right with yourself, you know, if a game is available on the Virtual Console, you could always buy it and then just use an emulator to capture your footage for your channel. But you still gave money. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess I take it back a little bit. Um, the, you know, Apology what you, accepted. What you guys are saying makes a lot of sense, and I think the people that tend to emulate games and you know maybe pirate some stuff and check out some older stuff, those are the people that are super into it and spending, you know, spending more of their dough on video games anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. You you have my blessing, Joe. Uh, this is Nadir. 
says, I wanted to tell you about some open world games. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted you to tell me about some open world games. I love the Elder Scrolls and the Fallout series, and I'm really looking forward to trying Far Cry 3. But I could use some more. Even though they can't ever be completely beaten, I would appreciate it if you could tell on a few of them. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell on some. <clears throat> Sounds so, like he likes first-person open world games. Yeah. What's that? Like all the open world games he described are like first-person mm. RPGs. Mm-hmm. The the open the underappreciated open world game of uh, this generation I think is Just Cause Two. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. I, didn't, could, I didn't play. It. You could you could oh, have just man. played that that one game will keep you busy for a year. There's so much oh. to do in that game and it's so fun. Yeah. That game says everyone's like, oh, I just like to fire up this game and uh, dick around. I don't even really complete any missions. But the only game I truly feel that way in is Just Cause Two. Like oh, I was yeah. hopping a jet and like I've never beaten Just Cause Two, but oh, no. I still spent hours just. Doing whatever I want. I probably put. I oh got. I don't know. I probably. I put dozens of hours into that game. Got very. I did not get very far in the story. I was just running around doing side quests yeah. and blowing stuff up. There's like a giant sky plane in the yeah, air that you exactly. can go and board. Yeah. Yep. I and, would. I would just zip around in a jet. That's all I did. And let's not forget one of its primary mechanics is you have that grappling hook yeah. that you can zip around the island with and combine awesome. with a parachute. Andrew, if you have you, you need to play Just Cause too. It sounds awesome. Yeah. You should check it out from the library and play it this weekend. Okay, and, well. and I uh, so I bought it on Steam. It goes on sale for like five bucks all the time on Steam, and so that's where I bought it. And then I modded it so that my grappling hook, like it, I have unlimited grappling hook now. You can grapple to anything, <laughs> yeah. like and, and it completely breaks the game. But like I'm just playing to have fun anyway. So, yeah. so that's that, how I play all open world games. Like Grand yeah. Theft Auto, I would spend like hours just driving around and like, oh man, Spider Man Two, man, yeah, that's, that game. That's, a just, good, that's the ultimate one. I just swung through New York City yeah. for hours at a time and did nothing. I never completed a single mission in that game so play that in saints row the third oh yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah yeah red dead yeah, redemption sure. was really really good yeah for sure if i was gonna play red dead though i'd tell you just to play the zombie nightmare i didn't like zombie nightmare that oh much. really i just yeah. think zombie nightmare it. is like a good focused red dead it's like six yeah. hours long it's like very yeah. well done I really, I, I, I really really wanted to like zombie nightmare too i was super pumped about Wait, it beforehand it's undead, 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 right um yeah I, I didn't like it that much I didn't like when they run at you it breaks like the game's built around cover shooting right but like these things are melee enemies that chase you and so what I would end up doing is running in a circle around town <laughs> shooting shooting zombies like you can't stay in cover and shoot mm-hmm. enemies I feel like the base game felt better what was that iOS game that just blatantly ripped it off oh yeah it was a game loft game um I don't remember the name it, of it. It cowboy like a, western shooter yeah it no, was but it was it was supernatural like it, it was, was with zombies and stuff it was it amazing. was a western zombie shooter yeah it's awesome mm-hmm. This is Corey Compton. I was just wanting to know your opinion on something. With gaming being heavily done on devices such as iPods, iPhones, tablet computers, are we possibly going to see a huge slowdown in console gaming, perhaps this next generation being the last for a very long time? I only ask because we saw what has happened to PC gaming after consoles became huge. Could we see that same thing happen to consoles with mobile devices becoming huge? So first of all, Corey, I feel like... That's a little uh, misleading. I, I feel like Corey doesn't realize that PC gaming is probably five times bigger than the console market still, yeah. like th- if not more. I think there was maybe a, for a time a little dip in PC gaming, but probably. I feel like now it's bigger than ever. Like cards and hardware have never been cheap. Like, well, I can't say I've never been, but they're cheap again. Like for, there yeah. was a period there where, where I thought PC gaming was like prohibitively expensive. But nowadays you can get like my card for like a hundred bucks. You can build a really great computer for like 700 bucks that will play most of these games, maybe not in the highest settings. But also, like not only are there all those, but Steam and things like that have made it to where yeah. like there's like tens of indie games that come out every week that yeah. are just like these tiny great experiences that you can't get elsewhere. Yep. So I, I think that uh, to so, answer his question, though, I don't know yeah, that. But to more that, of his question, 
I yeah. don't think handhelds are Gaming going to replace console devices, experiences yeah. yet. So, no. if anything, it's a little bit backwards. I think the rise of PC gaming is what's a bigger threat to consoles than uh, the rise of mobile gaming. Um, so you know, if you can get a cheap PC and you can play it, you know, you can hook it up to your television and play it there. Um, you know, and it steams nice and easy and simple for everybody to use. You don't need to worry about patches and stuff like that. Like, that's the bigger threat to consoles, in my opinion. There will be, yeah. like, 25 games by the end of this year that are going to probably be pretty good. That if you bought a PC for the initial investment, you could play completely for free on yeah. your PC. And that's what's so interesting. It's like, at what point will consoles just basically be able to do what PCs can do? You know, like, at what point will they have, like, a nice, like, I guess it would take, like, broadband internet being strong enough to handle it. But, like, at what point will we just reach that business model that Steam has? Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much... We're getting there. We're, at not we're on very, the cusp. Not very far at all. Like, you know, the consoles are becoming more and more PC-like, and the PC gaming experience is becoming more and more console-like you know yeah, it's becoming yeah. simpler and easier and the console experience you know the games are patched on a regular basis now you know things that used to be sort of exclusively in the realm of pc gaming um i True. will say so uh, what was the guy's name this I is cory compton cory um we are seeing a slowdown in console games um you know we track these stats very closely at ign and every almost every single year there's less total console games coming out than the year before sure and i think there's something like 50 percent less now than compared to a few years ago so it is towards the end of a, a dev cycle though yeah that's but true. also dev, dev costs are still very expensive for mm-hmm. consoles these days and there's a reason yeah. that a lot of people like ryan payton who left you know the 343 and started a company like his first game he's making it for iphone and pc which is like why mm-hmm. do a lot of developers go that way because they can take a small team and make a cool game for much less they can own themselves they can publish it themselves um you know there's a lot of barriers to making a game on a console yeah what if we had an ipad like device that was a console yeah that'd be awesome hook that up to your tv but then also take it with you and continue playing that game right there on the tablet game over yeah right? for everyone called, else right it's called the vita yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're that far away from that. So right? I, I don't know if I've discussed this on GameScoop, but I know I've discussed it quite a bit. Um, no repeat discussions. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, no, Listen so, to Tech Fetish. That's true. <laughs> please, please do. No, we, uh, so what a lot of people maybe don't realize about the new iPad is its screen is a higher resolution than 1080p television. Yep. So when you see you're seeing more and more games, Sword and Sorcery was just updated. Hey, we're we're ready for the Retina display. We have a Retina display graphics on our screen now. But what that also means is that they're ready for 1080p television. So all these games, there's dozens of games that support that new high res now. I'm sure, which also means that they have high res assets in order to support 1080p play. Oh, so, and to support PC, like that's like right. ten, Sword and Sorcery went for iPad three, and now it's out on PC because now it can support those higher resolutions. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And so you know, there's dozens of games that support the new iPad, which means that all you need is a, is is a way to play them on your computer, and the games are already ready to go. You just need the interface. Um, so, you know, they're 90% of the way there. So I, it's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but I absolutely believe that this is like a backdoor to get a bunch of games ready for a bunch of Apple games ready for TV play. That's, I mean, that's what I think we're building. Towards. I mean, everyone says it, right? Like the biggest threat to all these consoles is Apple. If anyone. Absolutely. Yes. If they put out a if system Apple with, a, if they put out a system really with a controller, a system with a controller, yeah. I'd be App- there. Day so, one. so Apple has $110 billion in cash. That's how much money they have in the bank. That's not like how much the company's worth or anything else. That's actual dollars. And so to put that in perspective, isn't EA worth five billion? Yep. Yeah. So it's just like staggering. it's just like they, if they were to release console, they could market it to success too they more could, than anyone else. They could buy EA, Activision, Take Two, <laughs> Epic. They could they could buy. They just much buy up the whole industry. Apple Apple is the most valuable company in the entire world. Wow. The biggest company in the entire world. 
I love the story of Apple, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's absolutely bonkers. I, I, I do think um, we're going to see Apple gaming on a television soon. <laughs> you heard it here first. Apple just needs Probably to not. really embrace gaming. Yep. Even though they've made phenomenally successful gaming devices, they still seem a little antagonistic I feel like, towards uh, gaming. As sad as it is with Steve Jobs, like deceased, like I think that that could change because he I, seemed like he, he used to talk and he was kind of a, he was a blocker. Yeah. He was yeah. against that, so I think that maybe with cock, cock blocking games. with the new company with CEO and stuff, they could be like, let's let's do it. I hear you know the people that I talk to in this business, I hear contradictory things. Um, some say that working with Apple, some game developers, and I can't, they're all off the record conversations, so I can't say who. But you know, some developers say that um, they really really like working with Apple. They're great to work with. They understand games. And then others say the exact opposite. So mm. I don't know if they're talking to different people or whether yeah. whether you know they just don't have firm marching orders. You hear yet. the same thing about you know people about Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. Some developers would say, "Oh, Microsoft's great to work with," and yeah. if they have a bad experience, they're like, "I'll never work with Microsoft." I know again. that the bad the thing I've heard developers about speaking about the iOS market say is that they don't like the fact that the only like if your game does not make it into those coveted like staff yep. choices and all that on like featured, then you're then you can be dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. you, that's very true. Yeah, there are so many games coming out every day that it's just it's so easy to get drowned by them. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why Matt Casamacina is a good man to know. Yep. That's, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> very true. Uh, let's move on. Uh, this is Nick Pratt. He poses the question, is Half-Life 3 the next Duke Nukem Forever? He elaborates, Episode two, Half-Life 2 Episode 2 came out in 2007 with the orange box. It's been roughly five years since then. The entirety of the internet is still clamoring for Half-Life 3. At what point does this go too far and it becomes more like Duke Nukem Forever? I love Valve games, Valve's games as much as anyone, but what is the point of no return? When has a game been in development for too long? Well, the thing is, is that I don't, we don't even know that Half-Life Episode 3 is in development, first of all. Yeah. Like, everyone's seen how Valve runs its structure where they kind of pick the projects they want. More importantly, the difference between Valve and 3D Realms is that Valve is flush with cash. They're a very successful company, and they're not going bankrupt like 3D Realms. Yep. So, yeah, Valve yeah. is one of the most profitable companies per employee on the planet, more so than Apple, speaking of how much money Apple just had. So. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, I, I too. Like, oh, I, just, I was just going to point out, uh, I don't, people may not be aware of this, but every year, Valve takes all of its employees on a vacation, like to Hawaii. Yeah. Like all of its whatever, some 250, 300 employees, all of them and their families on vacation. Yeah. That's how awesome. many How many companies in the when world do that? When I was at that? Valve Studios, they have catered food every day for all their employees. Yeah. On-site so, therapist. To, to elaborate on what... I Ant, quit. I'm going to Valve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and massage therapy and whatever. Yeah. Um, to, to elaborate on what Anthony was saying, the way that Valve works is it's a very, very flat structure. There's not teams, and everybody just works on whatever project they want to work on. You know, you're not hired to fill a specific role necessarily. Maybe you are. You're an environment artist, so you're hired to do environmental art. But you're not assigned to a team. It's like, this Portal just, 2 is exciting to me, so I want to go work yeah, on you're Portal just, 2. You're hired to contribute to the company right. in whatever way that seems best to and, you. And so it's not really... That's why it's not an apples-to-oranges... Or not an apples-to-apples comparison, because... Uh, yeah, because of that reason. You know, it's not like Half-Life Episode 3 or Half-Life 3 has been in development for five years. You know, it's it's more likely that you know this is just not a project that's exciting them internally yeah or they're waiting I, for I the next evolution that. or they're yeah. waiting for the next evolution of source to be finished first or yeah. something yeah i just feel like they're probably their ambitions for half-life 3 are grander than what they've been able to pull off so far yeah and plus it's not like i mean like half-life 3 obviously people are like clamoring for it, so it gets a lot of attention but think about like um final fantasy versus 13 got announced like 
six years ago or something. We've never seen anything. And yeah. The Last Guardian, they've been working on for like seven years. Like, I mean, there there are plenty of other games that have these protracted, terrible development. My cycles. guess is that you'll see Half Life Three once there's an Xbox Seven Twenty and like a PlayStation Four. Like, it'll be yeah. those along with the new Valve Source engine, like all coming out at once, like blowing it out. Well, I mean, yeah. it's tough. Like, it's tough. A little bit tough. A little bit awesome to be in their position in the sense that they released Portal Two and uh, it didn't really. I mean, it sold very well. But compared to how much money that company makes, like Portal 2, they could stop releasing games and just do Steam, and they would make they would probably make more money if they just really oh, yeah. focused games, on game games development. Like at this point, has to be yeah. like a, 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 a it's an aside for them as exactly. a business. Exactly. Yeah, mm, like so. game development is not really the core of how they make their money or the core of that company anymore. And I imagine everything they do is just because that's you know because they're enjoying yeah, it. It's easy to forget that they're running Steam yep. and getting you know making money off of every game that's sold on Steam. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so for them, if you know, if they have some guy that his job is to manage the spreadsheets, like why, why would you push Half Life Three? Like, well, Valve has earned our trust at this point. I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that someday we'll get Half Life Three, and it will be amazing. Yeah, and that's yeah. the difference between it and Duke Nukem is that when it comes out, yeah. it'll be good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is Brian Belsick. I'm debating if it's time to get a 3DS. I'm really looking forward to a few of the upcoming 2012 3DS titles, like the new Dragon Quest Monsters 3D, Fire Emblem, and Animal Crossing. The only problem is I've been waiting this whole time for the 3DS 2.0. I don't want to get burned by buying the current model just to see a new version right around the corner. Do you guys think the coveted 3DS Lite will be out any time this year, or should I cave and grab the current model? I don't if, think it'll come in 2012. If they're going to announce it, though, and tell you when it's, it's coming, coming it's going to be at E3 next yeah. month. So I would at least wait another month before yeah, you decide. Yeah, hold off a month. I still like my 3DS, and I bet you around the time when E3 happens, if they do announce a Slim, you'll see crazy deals like what there was a while ago. Like, I got my 3DS with Mario for 160, and then there was also, or no, it was a 3DS for for 129, and then buy two, get one free on, like, games. So, like, there will be crazy deals. And plus, like, because they released the CirclePad Pro, like, they basically future-proof the system. So even if they add a second analog stick, you'll have, I mean, it obviously won't be as good or as flush, but, like, you'll still have that functionality on the old one, so. Yeah. I own a 3DS and never bought the CirclePad Pro yet. Yeah. I mean, well, because there aren't any games that support it, really. There's, like, two. Um, They they also, just this week, announced, like, that now there's going to be day-and-date, kind of like the Vita has, there will be day-and-date digital distribution for 3DS games and also for Wii U games. So, like, um... Yeah, 3DS is, like, finally a step in the right direction for Nintendo. And, like, there are great games on it. Like, it took them a while, but there are, like, four or five really good games. Yeah, they just need more. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm in the exact same boat as that reader. I don't own a 3DS right now, and I want one, but I feel like I'm caught in this no man's land, so. Are we excited for new Super Mario Bros. 2? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last, last new Super Mario Bros. was great. Yeah. I mean, that's, so. they're, the new Super Mario Bros. games are great. But it's like coming out of Mario 3D Land, which is like incredible. It's like I, it's hard for me to get excited for like another new Super Mario Brothers game unless there's going to be some real like new elements to it that make it exciting. Also, the name is some incredible. Like it's, it's new ridiculous. Super Mario Brothers too. It's also the third one. Yeah, like there was a exactly. DS one and a Wii one, That's and right. now there's this yeah, one. I actually forgot when I first heard the announcement. I was thinking a sequel to the Wii game, which right. yeah. doesn't interest me. But then I remembered, oh yeah, there was that awesome DS game. Yeah. Right. First. So and that's first the thing. Of all, yeah. The DS one was so good. And I yeah. spent so much time with it. But like that—that's the thing. Like going into another one, I don't want it to just be more levels of the same thing. Like I want it to be different and exciting. I don't know. It's—it's—it's it's, it's one of those things where like I'm not excited. I'm not like oh shit, I'm so pumped. But I know like I'm gonna buy it and play it and love it. Yes, of course, of course. It would be cool if they adopted mechanics from Super Mario Brothers two. 
Yeah. I made it that kind of game. Exactly. Or, or like yeah. a 2D Mario Galaxy. Well, and so in the screenshots they showed, you saw the raccoon tail and stuff. So like they really could be incorporating like some cool Mario elements into it. Getting hungry there? <laughs> it's almost right. lunchtime. I'm we just had, fidgeting. Sorry. He may be hungry, but this morning for breakfast, he ate a delicious bowl of SF Soup Co. Soup. So <laughs> yeah, actually, I did satisfied. that because I knew I wasn't going to get to go to lunch. I can't believe so. you guys have soup for breakfast. Soup isn't a breakfast. No, it's Soup not. is an everytime food. Follow SF <laughs> so, Soup Co. On so I, I agree that it's an everytime food, but not because I'm a fucking shill. <laughs> that being said, you should definitely check out Jack's. Not a fucking shill. But if you happen to be on Jack Threads. <laughs> exactly, that's why I said that. <laughs> Uh, just a couple more emails here. Uh, this is Ryan. He says, I got my tickets for the midnight showing of The Avengers yeah. for me and my brother. But what time should we go to the movie? My brother was thinking around 1030, but I really don't know since I've never been to a midnight 10. showing before. Where do what you time will you guys be going? If you live in New York City, go at like 830. Yeah. If you live in like a small town, go at in like the, 1130. Yeah. yeah. 10. <laughs> 10. Just show I don't know. When 10. are we going to go, Andrew? Uh, we'll, we'll probably do like dinner first, right? Yeah. So we'll go right I mean, after dinner. So let's have like an eight o'clock dinner and go right after. Okay. I don't want to like stand around for hours. No. That's why that's you. True. That's why you bring your handheld gaming device. Yes. Yeah. Then we're nerds. We'll we're bring just, our we're just, All three of us are just sitting there playing. <laughs> or Avengers like, comics, and you read them in line. You're worried about oh being a nerd at yeah. the midnight screening of Avengers. Yeah, I know. I like. Yeah, I like, there'll like be people in costume. You don't even have to yeah. worry about it. We wanted to go in costume, but Damon poo pooed it. <laughs> Greg and I were all into it, and Damon made. Yeah, except Greg would have went as like Green Lantern to an Avengers film and been like, "What's up?" Yeah, we. I actually get to go see Avengers Monday for for work. What? I know. What? No, it's not for it's not for work. It's because of work. Yeah, Disney invited me. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's good. Except I don't know. So there's uh, you can't bring a plus one. I can't bring a plus one. Really? And Jamie really wants to see it, and so now this is like a this well, is like a teachable moment. Where well, to- you're gonna go see it, and then you'll go see it again with your wife. Yeah, yeah, and you'll just tell Jamie, oh, Jamie, like, man, I'm getting some dinner with the guys, and then you'll just come <laughs> out and be like, that was the most exciting dinner of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's good she doesn't listen to Game Scoop. Um. This is uh, Adam Grow or Big Chicken. He says, horror games fascinate me. I've always wanted to play more of them. The problem is that they scare me too much, make my heart race, and kick my active imagination into full terror mode. <laughs> Sounds good. I want to play the newly released Lone Survivor, yeah. an indie-developed PC game. You know, you're familiar with this? Yeah. What are you it, making that face for? I'm making that face because it is creepy and it is scary. But it's done in, like, 16-bit graphics. Yeah, but it's really... Okay, keep going. And the Silent Hill collection. But I don't want to waste my money on games I won't be able to finish. My question to the Scoop Crew is this. How do you cope with playing horror games that scare you? Is there something I can do to make it more enjoyable, or do I just need to man up? The only horror games I've played are Eternal Darkness and Resident Evil 4. Wait, <laughs> I only got I only got through those by playing them in groups or using guides to warn me of what's going to happen. <laughs> but I prefer getting through games on my own. Help me, Game Scoop. I really want to make it through these games. I envy you. Yeah, that's yeah. why I play games like that yeah, are scary like, because I want to feel that. Oh yeah, like if I'm playing Dead Space, I turn out the lights and I I only play it at night when yep. I'm by myself. Like, that's I, the purpose. I, I want that experience. The the purpose is to feel scared. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I've never gotten that scared. I would love to be that scared by a game. I think it would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm going to tell you, there's this, uh, there's this thing called a thunder shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's for, it's for pets. <laughs> Do they make 
thundershirt for people? No, I don't know. No, wrap well, wrap I mean, yourself in a blanket. For, they make them for huge pets. So like you can buy like the <laughs> buy like the one for like the two hundred pound dog and then just put it on. No. <laughs> that's Maybe not, that's how you're gonna get rich, Anthony. So make <laughs> make the thunder shirt for people. Yeah, it's just called Under Armour. Those yeah, are compression just shirts. Get, just get a compression shirt. Oh my god, that's actually amazing. <laughs> so I <laughs> Okay. No, basically, I would just tell you, like, try out Lone Survivor. The 16-bit graphics and stuff actually might make it a little bit yep. less visceral for you, like, like because it's not so intense looking. Right, um, and, and that game's short. Like, you're, you want a game that you can get through. That game's, like, you know, four hours long. The so. thing is, these other games he described were on the more realistic side when yeah. they came out, and so something like Lone Survivor might And you should also, you so, Eternal Darkness is, I thought that game was terrible. I don't know why everybody liked it so much. And Aww. RE4 is uh, quite a bit more action-oriented, so. I don't consider Eternal Darkness survive a horror game okay. i consider it an adventure game okay. like to me yeah. i don't know yeah. a psychological adventure game maybe yeah, that, that's the thing about eternal darkness it's more that it's messing with you psychologically than trying to scare you you know yeah. it's trying to like confuse you or whatever else but Games i don't don't. I don't think it's meant to like make your heart race and give you a heart attack right? yeah you, he should definitely play resident evil remake yeah re zero no. No, 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 the remake, no, no, no. the GameCube oh, one, one yes, for GameCube. Yes, yes. yes. That, that that one. It's my favorite survival horror. That game. that and Dead Space are my favorites. Yeah, yeah, those are yeah, very intense. Games. Absolutely um, play Dead Space. A serious answer to his question, um, and I think about this when I go to horror movies. I like I like horror games more than movies. You can control it more and pause it if I'm getting freaked out. And in a movie, I I if I'm starting to get too scared and starting to get too freaked out, what I think about is like the process of them making the movie. Like there's someone holding the camera, and there's some like there's crew members like just out of sight. And I think about like how they had to make it and how like that light someone hung that light there and that's, I try to like yeah, I try to I try me. to keep my head like behind the curtain and think about the process of making it and how it probably took them like ten takes to get it right. So if you're starting to get freaked out playing a game, you might want to think about like oh some artist had to like make the polygons for this creepy monster and it might help you out. Yeah, also, just describe the process for me watching every movie and why I can't enjoy movies anymore. Because <laughs> right. being on movie sets Because I was an extra. Yeah. Look for me on Gilmore Girls. Suit Company. Gossip Girl. Oh, sorry. I would love to be on Gilmore Girls. Normally, I try to do the opposite, right? You want to yeah. just be enveloped. Be yeah, be immersed. Yeah, but yeah, in horror yeah. movies, nope. Yeah. Also, if you have a pet. So, mm-hmm. like... I feel like the only way I was able to <laughs> sleep after seeing Paranormal Activity is that I had Jackie Brown. And I was like... If there's some, if there's something happening here, Jackie Brown will freak out. <laughs> as long know. as she's cool, then I know everything's fine. Yeah, because the cats, they totally they would, would sense. sense. It. Yeah, yeah. So as long as Jackie Brown's cool, I'm cool. Say, I've had times in my house though where I was like, "Pee Pee, what are you freaking out about?" And she's just like staring and like backing up, and I'm just like, "No, <laughs> what's going on? This is how it happens." So. Yeah, what if Jackie Brown did freak out? Well, then, then I run. I grab her and I run outside the house. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that! I jump out the window and say, "You're all, it's all for yourselves." <laughs> Sorry, PB. So what was? So you saw paranormal activity, and then you it kept, scared me. You kept Jackie Brown close to to feel well, more she, secure. Well, she always sleeps in bed with me. So it's okay. Yeah. So me like, and I'm asking this seriously, not as a joke. Would you run out of your apartment if something happened? Out of your house if something happened? If Jackie, if in the middle of the night, Jackie yeah. Brown reared up and hissed, yes, <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> would you take? Would you like throw some clothes on and then be like, no, nope. well, I don't sleep naked. Yeah. Okay, so, well. you just ruined Justin's fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> that's really um, that's really funny to me. I have some pretty fashionable sweatpants that I sleep in. Okay. Um, last question here comes from Yer Donnan of Israel. Mm. Oh, yeah. He we writes in all the time. Yeah. yeah, He's awesome. He was here for uh, Beyond 200 and stuff. Too nice. I feel like he was the one that found the Dead Space thing originally, right? He was. He was. Mm, yeah. mm, mm, mm. The possible Dead Space 3. three. Yeah. yeah. 
in the inevitable IGN-based movie, who would you like to play you guys? So, obviously, I think Eric Bana would play me in the movie. Mm. Could be a good pick. Eric Bana from, like, ten years ago. Because now Not he's, now he's getting pretty old. Okay. Uh, I've heard people compare Justin to, uh, what's his face, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I get that a lot. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, get, that that. I get that all the time. And I don't know whether it's a compliment or an insult. I don't think it's either. I think it's an observation. I've been told I look, sound, and act like him. Yeah. I can see it. Who I mean, play, I don't who think play all Anthony? the time. But... Who would play Anthony? I don't know. Um, you don't have an analog that I can think of. I mean, Probably. it could be like I'm think like this is a little bit of a stretch, but in the ballpark would be like Jack Black. That's sort of yeah. Like, that's that's, that's you're getting into the ballpark. Yeah, like a way toned down Jack. Yeah, Black. Yeah, a skinnier, like, a skinnier, a little bit shorter yeah. Jack Black. Yeah, <clears throat> I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. I've never thought about casting myself in anything. Andrew's hard too. Yeah, I don't know who would play me. As far as Greg, I mean, Greg's not here. Did we say why Greg's not here? Um, no, he's on vacation. Andrew would vacation. be played by that guy from Thirty Rock. Oh, it's one of the writers. <laughs> yeah. What? He's one of the writers. Like on, not Kenneth. No, no, he's one of the writers in Thirty Rock. And, and 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 no, no, no. And he's like the skinny one. What? Uh, he's very skinny. He, I don't know. <laughs> he's one of the writers. He's not Lutz. He's not the black dude. He's like the other dude that's always in there. I, I, that could do the really good Tracy Morgan voice. There was like an episode about how he could impersonate Tracy Morgan. Oh, the guy who like got kicked off the show in season four and they replaced him with uh, Cheyenne Jackson or whatever? Correct. Yeah, the guy who's the joke about that character is that no one can remember his name. And the funny thing is that no one can remember his name in real life. So there you go. Uh, that guy's like twice as tall as me. He's like 11 feet tall. <laughs> whatever. Be, hand, be tall. They make, they make Tom Cruise look tall in movies. That's true. They can make him look short. I always thought, um, if you watch Mad Men, uh, the guy who handles their TV stuff... Um, it's like a shorter, no. a shorter, less gregarious Greg Miller. But I would like oh, to see that Greg, guy. Oh, Greg, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I know not who you me. Mean. I know but no, I always, I always thought that guy could, could probably be Yeah, those be two trained. look exactly like. Yeah. Yeah. He could be trained to play Greg. Listeners, let us know who should play Anthony in the movie. We need some help getting nailing the right person to play Anthony. Yeah. Yep. Uh, pick Gail Garcia Bernal and I'll love you. Because <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I what about, that is. What about Javier Bardem? Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. Good. I mean, I don't dude. really see there's. I mean, he's awesome. I don't. He's awesome. Semblance, he should play yeah. Roland in the Dark Tower movie. Yep. Mm, it's, yeah. it's, that's the part he was born. That was play. the. Wasn't that the rumor for a long time? Yeah. Are they still? Are they doing like the miniseries movie thing, or did they? Who knows? I think that failed. I think Ron Howard and Imagine, or not Imagine, um, whatever the hell is, is still involved, but Brian Grazer and everyone. But I don't think it's going to be TV yeah. anymore. Nerd anyway. <laughs> Listeners, remember you can always reach us at Gamescoop at IGN.com. If you found this podcast through IGN, subscribe to us on iTunes. It'll make your life a whole lot easier. We'll just send the podcast to you automatically each week. <laughs> but that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Justin. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.